Hello world and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host as always, Curtis Friesel, and this month my very special guest is one half of the Game Chasers and frequently naked on Twitter, Billy Chaser. How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Just uh, getting ready for the Game On Expo. I need to pack a few things and brush my teeth. Yeah, and all that good stuff. In Phoenix, is the whole gang going? Who's going? Uh, the usual suspects, uh, Jay, Wood, and, well, that's it. Melvor can't get off work. The uh, Dongo is, you know, the Dongo. So, yeah, it's, it's just us. Well, you guys have been super busy lately. You have been cranking out uh, lots of material in addition to the Game Chasers episodes. You just put up a new music video, Mrs. Davis, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <coughs> sorry, uh, sorry by the way just want to say that i'm going to be probably confident sorry to all the viewers out there who uh, i'll try to cover up uh put the uh phone away as i cough but uh, i'm getting over some some allergies it's been allergy season here in texas uh yeah it's everywhere i went to the gym everybody was coughing so uh no I, bueno. my apologies up front my apologies well so. we're here for you um, but enough about you. Let's talk about the CC Portable Game of the Month. For the month of July, we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Back from the Sewers for the original Game Boy. Now, this won our Turtle Power Poll, where you guys voted for your favorite Ninja Turtle. You didn't know what game was going to be for the month. I just had you vote for your favorite turtle. And then each turtle had a mystery um, portable Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game attached to it. And surprisingly enough, Donatello ended up winning, and attached to it was back from the sewers. Billy, do you have a favorite turtle, Ninja Turtle? Uh, my favorite actual turtle, I would say, is Raphael, because he's a smartass. Because oh, he was cool, but cruel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as the games go, Donatello, by far, because he has the bow. Staff. It's the longest weapon. He has right, the longest. He's got the length. But other than that, yeah, I'll, I'll save him. <coughs> Holy crap! <coughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, well, Raph was always my favorite too. I think it was mainly because he's kind of the main focus of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Do you remember? He's kind of like the star of that. Even though Leonardo's the leader, right. most of the focus of that movie goes on Raphael. Right. Yeah, it, it's kind of like told from his perspective in a way so yeah right yeah. right now uh back to the game boy games for a second i've mentioned this before but i feel like this particular game uh, the game of the month back from the sewers kind of kind of falls by the wayside a lot of times when you're discussing the ninja turtle games it, it, especially the game boy ones it feels like everyone and their mother owned follow the foot clan which was the first one and then Radical Rescue is definitely the collectible one, quote-unquote. Uh, but Back from the Sewers just kind of exists. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, if, right, right. If you hadn't played this game, does anyone talk about this ever? Um, I here's, here's the thing with those, actually. The funny thing is I actually had a Game Boy, and I, had, I loved Ninja Turtles as a kid. For whatever reason, I never had them. And I never even played them uh, at all. Uh, we never rented Game Boy games. I don't even think you could rent Game Boy games at the place I would go to. Uh, so there were there were games that passed me by, uh, and I didn't really play them until I started getting into collecting. And I was like, I was like, I really would 
have enjoyed these because I do remember seeing them in Nintendo Power. Um, and I think there was a Game Boy, um, uh, I forget what you call them, those little ca- catalogs, kind of like uh, the Mario Mania one and the NES one. Well, there was one on Game Boy. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. I, yeah, I got that with yeah, I got that with my uh, Nintendo Power subscription, and I saw the Turtles games in there. Uh, I think it may have just been one and two. I'm not sure if three had come out yet. Um, but I was like, wow, this is really cool. I I want to play this, and just never did. <laughs> yeah, um, for whatever reason. So, so you, go ahead. No, no, no I, I was just gonna say. So for me, it's kind of a different perspective because um, I kind of all just dis- I discovered them all pretty much at the same time from plane plane wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, 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 I don't have that that nostalgia for like, oh yeah, I remember the first one, but not necessarily the second one. Okay. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I yeah. see. I the only one that um, my, any of my I never had any of them growing up either, but a lot of my friends had Fall of the Flo- Foot Clan. And so I remember mm-hmm. playing that and, you know, just Turtles, the idea of playing a Ninja Turtles game on the go was amazing as a kid. You yeah. know? And any of these games to take on the go, Mario, Zelda, whatever, just blew my mind at the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. See, I don't, I didn't have many friends um, uh, that actually had, actually, I can't even remember one, now that I think of it, I can't remember one friend having a Game Boy. Um, I had a Game Boy and just like maybe Tet- I think I had Tetris and Link's Awakening and uh, NFL Quarterback Club. <laughs> I think good and, spread uh, to have. Exactly. That was that, that was pretty much it. So I never got a chance to actually play other people's uh, Game Boy games. I think I missed out. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. Like I, <laughs> I played a few here and there. I I think the only three I owned was Donkey Kong Land, um, uh, Home Alone Two. Empire Strikes oh. Back. I know, terrible. How, yeah, so how, I, I, how how is that one? That is, is as bad as the NES game. <laughs> the Home Alone Two. Yeah. Terrible. I could never beat the first level. It drove me nuts as a kid. Oh, and all man. you're supposed to do is like get in an elevator. I I don't. Yeah. Know. It's very painful memories with that game. Yeah. And then uh, Empire Strikes Back is another one. I don't think I ever beat the first level. I don't think I got to the when you're in the uh, snow speeder or the yeah. uh, what do you call it the whatever doing the AT uh, AT-80s. Yeah. Uh, that, that that game that game is absolutely brutal on NES. To me yeah. that's one of the hardest NES games that nobody ever talks about. And it's Empire a pretty faithful back. adaptation to the Game Boy. So if it's hard on the okay. NES it's like doubly hard on the Game Boy. Yeah, especially when you get to Dagobah. Oh, holy crap. Oh yeah, I had Alien 3 on Game Boy as well. How could I forget that one? That, that's actually a good game for anyone listening who's ever played Alien 3 on the Game Boy. Go check it out. It's pretty good. Alien Three is pretty good, just in general, on a lot of a lot of platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, keep... I feel like I'm taking us. I feel like I'm taking us off topic a little. Yeah, bit. We're, we're, <laughs> let's get back to the turtles. Let's get back to the turtles. My point was, I never hear opinions one way or the other from this game, so I was really looking forward to jumping into the game uh, this sure. month, and hopefully, we can get down to the bottom of what it is. If it's good, should you play it? So let's get to Ninja Turtles Two: Back from the Sewers. Uh, the history of the game is it was released originally in North America on December 1st, 1991. So good holiday title. A little over a year after its predecessor, Fall of the Foot Clan, which was released in August of 1990. Now this comes at the absolute height of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles popularity with uh, both the cartoon show and the recent success of the first two live-action films, uh, with Secret of the Ooze having just released earlier in March of 1991. 
Um, now, this game uses the television show for most of its inspiration. However, Super Shredder does make an appearance as one of the bosses. So there you get your little uh, film tie-in. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for Back from the Sewers. So before we get to talking about the game itself, one thing I noticed as I was playing through was you're you're going through these levels. It's uh you know it's it's basically a a scaled down beat 'em up. There's not much punching. Every foot soldier dies with one hit. You know it's mm-hmm. it's a lot like Fall of the Foot Clan. So much so that I thought, man, it's been a while since I played Fall of the Foot Clan. After I beat Back from the Sewers, I went back and played Fall of the Foot Clan, and sure enough, these games are nearly identical. Um, I would equate it to if you know the films Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead is a little rough around the edges, but you can see there's some promise there. And then Evil Dead 2 is essentially just a remake of it, a um, little bit more polished, a little bit slicker, uh, and really hones in on, on the tone that it was going for. And that's pretty much these games. Fall of the Foot Clan's a little rough around the edges, Back from the Sewers, a little bit more polished. And so as we go through the game, I'm going to kind of compare and contrast. That's basically what this discussion is going to be, going through the game and showing how similar it is. Mm-hmm. And then I ask why. Why didn't the, the Turtles franchise has so much to draw upon, but they always seem to, and this goes for the rest of the games, they always seem to go back to the old basics. You fight Bebop, you fight Rocksteady, you fight some Mousers, <laughs> yeah. you fight Shredder, Krang. Like, I... I just, I don't get it. They have a, just a wealth of bad guys to draw from. And they never seem to take advantage of it. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess they just kind of fell into the trap of being formulaic because it was like an easy sell. You know what I sure. mean? It's They're like resting it's, on their laurels. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a cookie cutter, um, uh, game essentially, um, mm-hmm. you know, you the there are certain things in a turtles game you come to expect, and I guess it's just you hit those beats. Now on the third one, obviously they they varied. Um, on the third one on the Game Boy, they varied from that path quite a bit. Um, but the first two, no, yeah, you're right. They're extremely extremely similar. It's like um, if you played one, you essentially played both of them. Yeah, it doesn't matter which one, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about the games. How about that? All righty. So the first um, difference... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the go first ahead. difference is uh, Fall of the Foot Clan has five stages. So essentially mm-hmm. five levels. Uh, back from the Sewers, ups the ante, goes to six acts. So it's not. Six it's no longer acts. stages. It's acts. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I do really like... Uh, I say return from this back from the sewers, but I mean essentially both of them really. I like how the the, the sprites are big and big and bright, and and very noticeable. You know, it's oh, it's yeah, yeah. They they look really good. The sprites are they did really good work on the sprites. Well, I mean actually the graphics all uh, all over they they did a really good game, uh, good job on sure. But especially the sprites. I I actually speaking of that. Another good comparison is like uh, Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land 2, right? So you know how Super Mm -hmm. Mario Land 2 kind of looks a lot like Super Mario World and Super Mario Land is just more more basic, almost like the NES? Wasn't that developed by like somebody other than Nintendo or am I 
thinking of something else. Super Mario Super, Land? Super Mario Land, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I don't know, but I would totally believe that just for the fact that they threw in, like, shooter levels. You know? Right. No, I think it was, actually. Now that I – maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I, I think it was developed by somebody else. I don't but, know. See, we've never played yeah. Super Mario Land here on CC Portable, so maybe one day we will yeah. get to the bottom of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I see your point on that. Um, it's just two completely different, you know, styles. and Both look great. I, I want I want to get that straight. The, the sprite work is amazing. Wow. I would say Back from the Sewers is a little bit better. Um, but, you know, on the Game Boy, tiny screen, just the fact that you can distinguish their weapons from one another Mm-hmm. is huge because you don't got the colors it's just monochrome mm-hmm. so let's start comparing because it's pretty similar here so stage one act one whatever you want to call it both of the games takes place uh in the city slash sewers so you kind of you'll do one mm-hmm. section of the level in the city one section in the sewers both of them mm-hmm. exactly the same pretty much standard that that's actually uh kind of like the arcade game oh yeah on uh yeah so you, you start off on the streets and then uh very next uh not the very next level uh you, but you're in the sewers it's it's pretty much i think like we were talking about like that's that's the formulate standard uh turtles yeah that's kind of like every <laughs> every turtles yeah. game exactly yeah exactly you got to go into the sewers at one point yeah so why not start there now, the only real difference between the two is you get a mini boss in Back from the Sewers, which is the Foot Clan, and it's basically just a, a bunch of uh, foot soldiers being thrust at you all at once. You get maybe like 20 thrown at you, and you just got to go bounce back and forth beating them. Um, yeah, with the, and that's pretty, it's pretty easy because, you know, like you were saying, like one hit, one hit, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's, just, it's basically just timing, and then you're, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the boss, which is, surprise, surprise, the first boss in a ton of these games, Rocksteady. Both of these games. <laughs> and he kind of does, like, the same thing. He's, he's shooting at you with his gun or whatever. Like, doesn't he just does that in every game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a game where he doesn't do that. Oh, you know what? Turtles in Time. Because he has like the whip, he either him and Bebop and Rocksteady they're pirates, so they have right. like whip, whip and the sword, I think. So, uh, other than that, yeah, it's like a machine gun. My question is, <coughs> and maybe you can help me with this one, Billy. Why is Rocksteady the always the first boss? See, in my head as a kid, I always looked at uh, Rocksteady as kind of the the leader between Bebop and Rocksteady. I would have thought that you'd put bebop first because he's kind of the lesser in my head i don't know how do, how do you feel about that i've never gotten that vibe um i've always thought they were on equal footing of just being buffoons sure so i've i've never got that one was the leader and one was not um i you know maybe I guess that's just a me nice thing I, I don't know i just yeah, always I, I, saw well, yeah rocksteady yeah. as kind of the the leader of the two i don't know maybe this is how i played with my action figures as a kid and i've just developed this like rapport in my head you know what i mean right which is you know that that's everybody has their imagination you got to use your imagination on a lot of this stuff so it's but understandable it's no coincidence he's always the first boss i just that's really why what is the what was the rationale behind that i wish i could I talk to people 
In the cartoon, like the the Bebop and Rocksteady were always handled pretty easily by the Turtles. Yeah. So I guess their thinking was, well, they're pretty weak. Let's put them as the first and second boss. Uh, why, why why Rocksteady in particular for the very first one? Not sure. Um, so moving into the second level in Fall of the Foot Clan, it's a factory, and in Back from the Sewers, you're continuing in the sewers, but it's actually kind of cool because. In Back from the Sewers, you get like a surfing level, you know, where you're mm-hmm. on a board moving, which I, I dig. I dig that. You know, any any sort of change of pace, especially in beat-em-ups, I'm always down yeah. for. And this is similar yeah. to, uh, you know, like Turtles in Time. The, the, the arcade uh-huh. game had a, a, a surfing level too, right? Uh, surfing? No, it had a uh, skateboarding. Skateboarding, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is a little bit difference there, but then back to the boss and we, we got bebop in both of them. We got bebop. Yes, absolutely. Uh, both of both, the, both of the bosses, but bebop and rocksteady, they're easy, but you know, that's what you expect, you yeah. know, for the first yeah. few stage bosses, just rinse and repeat basically. Yeah. Uh, stage three or act three, uh, fall of the foot clan. We got the freeway and then back from the sewers, we got a construction site. So I guess, but speaking of the freeway, that will come back and back from the sewers. Um, the bosses, however, we finally get something different. In Fall of the Foot Clan, we got Baxter Stockman, and then you fight Kring mm. in like a ATST Walker type thing um, in Back from the Sewers. So, first hint of something different finally. Right, 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 and that at least at least they put a little bit more, I guess, creativity into it. Um, you would expect Crane because traditionally Crane is near near the end of, of all right. the bosses, right? And you almost always fight Crane in the big bodysuit thing. Absolutely, so absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a nice little bit of foreshadowing, and just the construction site I thought was had some fun level design to it, um, mm-hmm. and the freeway too. I guess you're kind of walking along the top of the uh, cars, which was fun. You know, you get the the moving background. Which on a Game Boy, I guess, is impressive. Game Sack yeah, would definitely yeah. like it. <laughs> the parallax the, scrolling. The parallax absolutely. scrolling. Parallax scrolling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then stage four. So back to the, kind of the same old thing I put for Fall of the Foot Clan, you get kind of a river slash underground level. Back from the sewers, you get an underground level. Um, Back from the Sewers does have another mini-boss, this one, and then it's the Pizza Monster, which is always fun to see the Pizza Monsters, you know, which mm-hmm. basically are aliens. Based, a, yeah, aliens based off of aliens, absolutely. <laughs> the xenomorph design. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, hold up. Did they really just rip off aliens? I remember thinking that about a ton of games at that time because so many games use the xenomorph design. Uh what was it like alien syndrome right uh, uh z uh what was it oh uh you know what i'm talking syndrome, about alien syndrome yeah maybe I think it's not so. alien syndrome but, but th- there's some game that does that you know it's it's called xeno xeno no 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 what's it called no i think what like now you're driving me crazy because i could see it <laughs> i could see it it's xeno something and i could see it it's but it's got teeth and it's on yeah, the front of the box. right yeah right right yeah and then uh, Contra, of course, the, in the last level, you have that uh, the 
Oh yeah, dude, Contra is straight up alien. Contra yeah. is the aliens game that we never got on the NES. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <coughs> but clearly, the Xenomorph was a huge influence on a lot of game designers and game developers at the time because it's all uh, over the place. I I, I like. I kind of like that boss fight just because of the, the way you're kind of looking down the tunnel. It just, I, I think they did a really, yeah. I don't know, it just looks really cool. It just yeah. looks cool. I no, it why. does. It, it, it is cool. Um, and that, that's the other thing I'll say. I think that the, the uh, like, boss, um, oh, what is it? Why, why is the word escaping me right now? The patterns of the boss were fun to figure out and back from the sewers. Yeah, yeah, they weren't too sophisticated. No, but yeah, you know, they 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 got the job done, and you know they 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 were they were fun. They were fun. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then this, uh, you know, we're still talking about stage four again. The bosses are exactly the same. You fight Shredder, so, mm-hmm. which is pretty standard in a lot of games. Uh, stage five, a little bit different again. So this is the last stage in Fall of the Foot Clan. Uh, but we still got one more in Back from the Sewers. And Fall of the Foot Clan, you're finally at the Technodrome. What a surprise. You're ending at the Technodrome. Um, however, it, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, if you, if, you, if I was playing a Turtles game that didn't end on the Technodrome, I'd, I'd be wondering what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, I would be offended <laughs> that they didn't do that. Uh, but uh, Back from the Sewers actually takes place in the sky. So this is similar to the freeway uh, level in Fall of the Foot Clan. You're kind of flying through the sky on these, like, uh, I don't know, aerial machines thing. You know, foot, foot soldiers are flying out left and right. Um, and yeah. the, the mini boss on this level is actually back, Baxter Stockman. So mm-hmm. Baxter yeah, you, Stockman you, makes another appearance. Yeah. It, he, he looks deformed i will say this this sprite looks very deformed almost like he reminds me of that 50s that 50s um the alien with the well that too but that the 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 big brain aliens with like the big eyes oh yeah um have you ever seen uh (laughs) earnest scared stupid Oh, dude! Yeah, absolutely. I love that movie. They they show those brain monsters in like yeah. the opening when they're showing a bunch of black and white like uh, uh-huh. monster movie yeah, it's clips. Just there, yeah, yeah. That always sticks out to me when you say that. I have like this vivid <laughs> image in my mind of watching Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> which is by by the way, just off the record, the best Ernest movie. <laughs> Miak. <laughs> Authentic uh, Bulgarian Miak. Thought it was out of season. <laughs> thought I couldn't get it this time of year, huh? I love that one, but I love camp too. I, I actually, Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to camp, and Ernest uh, saves Christmas. Yes, is like the is like the it's like the Holy Trinity. Yes, <laughs> agreed. And don't let's not discount uh, Ernest goes to jail. No, that's when, that was not that was not bad either. That was that's when he gets either. the superpowers. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah. I, I kind of lost interest once it went to like slam dunk or Ernest and yeah, the <laughs> all first, this other stuff. The first four Ernest movies were actually uh, made by Disney, and then after Ernest Scared Stupid, it was like some Canadian company uh, took over the Ernest rights and made like the next 
uh, four movies or whatever. So, of course, leave it to Canada to screw everything up. <coughs> Absolutely. You Blame Canada. But this isn't the Ernest podcast. Sorry, we got a little off track. Uh, the bosses now <laughs> in stage five. Uh, of course, for Fall of the Foot Clan, it's the last level, so you're fighting Krang in the full suit. And in Back from the Sewers, you're fighting one of the Stone Warriors, which I appreciate that they brought in the Stone Warriors, which if you watch the cartoon, the Dimension X is a big part of the show, and they always had the Stone Warriors uh, were a big part of that. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I've played the Fall of the Foot Clan. So yeah, yeah they, they have um, Shredder as not the final boss, but a rock soldier. Um, I guess I guess would it be General Trag maybe because I think that was well, like the well, okay. So w- w- what are you talking about? Uh, Fall of the Foot Clan. Fall of the Foot Clan. No, you're fighting Krang. Okay, I miss. Okay, I'm sorry, I misheard you then. Oh, okay, I misheard you. Yeah. The boss. Sorry if I confused. Sorry if I confused everybody out there. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all okay. good. Okay. Um, and then into our final level of back from the sewers. So now we're doing our underground slash technodrome level. And this actually has like a few bosses. It's, it's pretty intense actually for, for the last level. You got two mini bosses. The first one is the aforementioned general trag that you just brought up. Um, and then, uh, then you fight super shredder, which I always loved super shredder as a kid. I thought that was, I thought his action figure was the friggin' best. Oh no, it was definitely cool. The only problem I had with Super Shredder, and this is from the movie, is well, the way he died, which was dumb. Yeah, they don't but, actually fight him. Right. I never understood that. But okay, I can I can suspend disbelief that mutagen is going to mutate a living being. But how is it like his spikes and stuff get big too? Because that's in a inorganic material. How, how do this how does this beautifulness spikes get all like mutated as well it didn't make any sense to me you know i've never thought about that you're so right why did his clothes and stuff change it's you know man that's the problem i have with the movie other than everything else fighting ninja turtles and it's fine i know that's the that's the problem you have you're like you can totally buy into oh yeah there's like this ooze that turned you know turtles and a rat into like smart you know ninjas and stuff but uh but no shredder's blades get any bigger makes no sense no absolutely not i have a, I have a real problem with that <laughs> so there you go <laughs> um, I, had, I had to get that i had to get uh, get that off my chest no for sure S- super shredder is uh is broken uh or is is you know the, 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 he's got issues that's for sure mm-hmm. um and then of course just like fall of the foot clan the final boss is krang in the full suit i don't think i yeah. mentioned by the way the story of both of the games is April has been kidnapped by the Shredder, which, what a surprise. Yeah, uh, not surprised at all. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say the, the, crane, the crane sprite is freaking huge. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's just ginormous. It takes up, it's, it takes up almost like the full length of the screen just about. I don't know what from it is. Top, from top to bottom, yeah. It is about, like, boss fights, but I absolutely love when they are huge like that. Yeah, yeah, no, there's something about that. There's like, something about that, yeah. Um, I, it, I always think of, um, what's the the boss? It's really close to Krang. It's in um, Super Metroid, the green thing that's, like, huge. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think Kraid, Kraid, that's his name. 
mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I, just, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with names, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just like the full, the big full sprites that are huge. Yeah, and that and that big boss that's on uh, Street Fighter 2010, the end boss, is all freaking ginormous. I don't think He's I've gonna, ever played that. Uh, yeah, you got to scale the wall to basically go up to to kill him because he's just like he takes up the whole screen. Oh, and then Mega Man, the Mega Man, pretty much like all the well, some of the. Final oh yeah, boss, all, always Sigma yeah. is like always a, yeah. a huge thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, love it. And that's the, that's the two games. So pretty similar. There was a couple more things I wrote down that are uh, I guess would be considered extras that were a little bit different, that were kind of cool. So in the first Ninja Turtles game, Fall of the Foot Clan, um, it was really strange. You had a level select. You remember that? Fall of Foot? I don't remember that, no. You could literally pick any level you want to, right from the get-go. No password, nothing. If you wanted to go to the last level right away, you could. I guess that got around doing a password or a save, so they didn't have to put a battery in it. That makes no sense Yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that. It's it's been a while. I, I admittedly, it's been a while since I played Fall of the Foot Clan. Like I like That's I was okay. just saying, it's not what we're talking yeah. about. But <laughs> good, 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 good. But uh, yeah, now now I kind of want to go back and, and and play that one again. Actually, yeah, it's really strange. So it's that makes that game super easy to pick up and play because you beat a level and you just want to shut it off. Totally fine because you can just pick it up and select level two the next time. There you go. Yeah. Um, the, the, both games also had kind of a similar feature to, uh, the, a lot of Ninja Turtles games where, um, your lives are essentially the four turtles. So if you lose one, they get, you know, quote unquote captured. And then as soon as you, all four turtles are captured, you get a game over. Um, and this game, Which I, I've, I've always liked that. Yeah. You know, I, just I mean, like, it's like, it seems it's like you're actually playing with the actual team, you know? Right. And it's, it's like a built in lives system that just makes sense instead of they magically come back to life like mario there you go um and then there is no difficulty setting in fall the foot clan and i bring that up because as we move into back from the sewers now there is a difficulty setting uh and this game is pretty brutal let me let me say that you put it on hard it is hard. The game's already pretty difficult. I I think uh, on normal. I think there's an easy mode, right? Easy, normal, and hard. Um, and normal can get. It's really it's the damage that you take. Yeah, especially on the boss fights. For me, anyway. Yes. Especially yes. On the boss fights. It's it's those those are the ones. To me, going through the stage and, and killing the enemies is 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 pretty easy. Walk. Yeah. Yeah, but but once you get to the bosses, that they're those are the things that can take its toll on you. Right. Because right. Uh, because a lot of the, the sprites are just so big. Sometimes the, it's just hard to avoid them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there is a really cool feature that I loved in this game that they added. So, say you have all four turtles still at the end of a level, then you go to a bonus stage where you collect pizzas and you essentially are just building your health back up, which right. is cool. But if you have any of your turtles captured, you can play this rescue game where you can save and essentially get your lives back uh, by fighting a, a stone warrior. And it's funny because there's a, a cheap way to uh, just kill the stone monster. Do you, okay, have you played Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link? 
I've played it, but not a lot. It's just it's one of those games that just never grabbed me. Right. Well, the very last fight you have, or the last boss, is Dark Link in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you have to do, if you know the trick, is you just crouch in one corner and you just keep stabbing forward at his knees, and you'll kill him without like taking any damage. That's a good good way to just spam him. And it's kind of the same thing in this. If you just crouch in the corner, the guy can't hit you, and you just keep smacking him i think if you're donatello especially just keep smacking him and you'll kill him lickety split and you'll get all your turtles back so it's a really easy way to just keep getting your guys uncaptured i wonder if that was ever in the classified information in nintendo power oh yeah or like yeah when they when people yeah. give their like hints on what to do yeah yeah or or, or like yeah or the uh, um counselor's corner counselor's corner that's the one yeah. i'm thinking of yeah 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 Oh, that's interesting. You know, I should probably I should have looked into that. I have almost a full set of Nintendo powers. Yeah, I I have not a full set. I kind of, but I do have all all the uh, the classics ones, the classic ones I consider um, from early on to like uh, mid nineties or so. Right, right. And that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two back from the sewers. So it's a really simple game, not much to it, but. Good way to kill. Well, some it's, a, it's a yeah, it's a Game Boy game, so you know. And you got to remember, this was awesome to have the Ninja Turtles. They were so popular. This was so cool to have on a Game Boy cartridge. I was so jealous of my friend that had Fall of the Foot Clan. I I wanted nothing more than to own that or steal it from him. I never did because I'm a good person. Oh well, I mean, I I applaud that. But I, I did do. think about it many <laughs> many times. Yeah, no, nah, I was I was kind of in the same boat as you to a degree. I never I didn't know anybody that played it, but I did see it in the Nintendo Power or, or it was either Nintendo Power or it was that guidebook or whatever it was. But I was just sitting there thinking to myself, "Oh my god, yeah, that that those those games and then also the Mega Man games are the ones that I really wanted the most on, the game, but never but never got. I would just sit there and look at the stages and just analyze them every night, just. Oh my god, I really want these games. But that's, never, never that's got another them. discussion yeah. for another day, but I love those Mega Man games. They are awesome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm not gonna get into it because we'll go off topic, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so I got a, I got some questions for you, Billy. I got three questions sure. I'd like you to answer. <coughs> sure, 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 sure. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Let's question let's... number one. Is this a game you should have in your collection? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you if you collect um, if you have a Game Boy and you collect Game Boy games, absolutely. This is definitely one to have. This is it's, worthy. Uh, oh yeah, it's a classic. Um, and I, I don't I don't see how anybody who are into retro games, retro Game Boy games, and you know side-scrolling platforming games wouldn't have some sort of enjoyment out of this you know there there's there's enjoyment to be had absolutely fair enough question number two is this a good portable game so you know pick up and play is this something good to just pop on and play a little bit and pop off i think it's more than just is it um a good portable game i think it's the ultimate portable game (laughs) <laughs> uh, high praise because yeah yeah no well it, it, it really it really is because it, say you only have you know 20 30 minutes to play it i mean you can cut, pretty much get your fill in that amount of time i and, agree i love when games are like a half hour that's just the perfect amount 
Yeah, no, there's, there's something to be said about game uh, handheld games that you know you maybe pick up, you play a little bit, you save it, and then you and then you um, you know pick it up a little bit later. But I really do think, especially in the Game Boy era, excluding Link to the Past, um, these were the type of games that was really it was catered to the most. You know, your car ride home when you're coming home from school, hop it in and play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So agreed. And I'll, I'll correct you. You meant Link's Awakening. Oh, I said Link to the Past, didn't I? I'm an idiot. Which is essentially what Link's Awakening is, but yeah. it's okay. I got <laughs> you back. Awakening. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I would have heard it in the comments. So <laughs> I saved you right there. Question yeah, number did. three out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? Uh, I would give it a – I'd give it a four. I'm definitely not going to give it a five. I mean that's that, that goes to, to Link's – awakening um and metroid 2 which i really like on the game boy but uh this is this is one of my favorites but i would wouldn't put it in as high regard as those games yeah but uh maybe maybe a 3.5 3.5 to 4 somewhere in that range i i think i skew a little bit more like 3 to 3.5 i think I, I hate to say a game is average because there's a negative connotation that comes with that. And I don't think no, no. this game is average necessarily. Well, if, if, if you say 3.5, that's I, I, to me, that's a slightly above average. You know, and there's Even nothing wrong I with I have a hard and fast rule. There's no halves. There's no quarters. Oh, so, so, so we're not doing that? So, okay. Hey, you can do um, whatever you want, man, but I'm going to stick to my rules. And by okay. my rules, I think I have to give it a three. Okay. I mean, there's – there's, yeah, okay. But Let that's them not have to it, say boys. I don't like this game. I like this game, and I agree it's worth having in your collection. Yeah, I do think it's an above-average Game Boy game because I have played a lot of trash on the Game Boy maybe. Um, so I, I hold, I hold it a little bit higher standard. And plus I have a special place in my heart for tur anything turtles. So maybe it's, it's not a fair assessment, but I still have to give it like uh, a 3.5 or a 4. Well, Billy, it doesn't matter what we think because it matters what you guys think out there in the cartridge club. And I asked you guys to submit some two-word reviews. I'm going to read them right now. Normally we go back and forth, but Billy doesn't have it in front of him because I just put it in last minute. So that's on me. I apologize. I'm going to read them all. And then maybe we'll, uh, we'll make some comments along the way. You ready, Billy? Yep. Cool. So Chris R. said, <laughs> stupid mousers. Um, I, think, I think he's referencing the, the respawning. This game has some crazy respawning. Almost before, before you even move, they'll respawn. Call it a little bit unfair, if you will, but hey, you just got to handle up on it. You just got to get good. Yeah. You hear that, Chris R? You just got to get good. Got to get good. Speaking about another Chris R, Chris Roberts says cold pizza. So I don't think he looks on this game too yeah. favorably. I don't, I don't, I think that's a, a negative review. I, I, that's what it sounds like. Can't all be winners. Matt Bandy says. Somebody, so, somebody, somebody better have my back. Matt, you better have my back on this. Matt does have your back. Matt Bandy says superior sequel. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we could say it's a superior sequel to the first, even though they're very similar. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, at least I think so. 
But it is a superior sequel, hands down. It's got uh, better level design. It's got level variation with the surfing level, with the flying through the skies. You know, that's a lot of up and down. Um, Yeah, absolutely, superior sequel. Jay Dubious says Ninja Rap. Obviously uh, referring to Vanilla Ice and the musical sequence from the second Ninja Turtles movie, Secret of the Ooze. I'm, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that's a positive review because that's an amazing song. I agree. I think it's. A, I'm gonna count. I'm gonna put that in the positive uh, column. So thank you, Jay Dubious. I love this guy's name. I think this is the first time he's ever submitted a two-word review. Stanley Winston Hackysack the Third Esquire. That's a mouthful. That is amazing. <laughs> he says less fun. Less fun than what, Stanley Winston Hackysack, the third Esquire? Less fun less fun than Root Canal. <laughs> well, I don't know who gets that much enjoyment from a Root Canal, but whatever you say, Stanley. Uh, Adam, uh, his Twitter is at Interghost, but I didn't just want to say Adam. He said, Go Ninja. So again, referencing the Ninja rap, and I'm, I'm going to put this in the positive column as well. Go ninja, go ninja, go. L Rock. Simple to the point. L Rock says, "Awesome game." There we go. L Rock. Oh yeah. And finally, Oscar Simos says, "No weapons." Now, I don't know if maybe Oscars in Europe, where that's the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, and there was a lot of. They would always cut down on the violence with the weapons. But even even so, I think it was just, at least in the NES games, I think it was just, well, I don't know if it changed the NES game. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Because I thought that, I'm getting confused, I'm getting the games confused with the actual turtle. Like, because I think they have a problem with, for whatever reason, I think they have a problem with nunchucks. It is, Michelangelo's yeah. nunchucks. It's and so, actually, I think they changed the cartoon like a few they seasons in to give him a grappling hook. They did, yeah. So dumb, yeah. So dumb. I've never actually played the PAL versions of these games, so I don't. I don't know if that's a good point. Did they? Did they edit the weapons? I don't know. I would like to know that, Oscar Simos. Let us know. Hit me up on Twitter at CC Portable Unite. And that's all our two-word reviews. So once again, thank you guys. Um, and before we move on to the games coming up, I just I always do my if you liked this game, you might also like. And this time, if you liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Back from the Sewers, you might also like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Radical Rescue, which is the sequel. So Billy, you were talking about it earlier. What do you think about Radical Rescue? It is a good... No, they definitely took um, a different approach with this one. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, the first time I played it, I was kind of, I was expecting more of the same from the first two. So when I played it, and I'm going along and 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 basically getting lost, I was like, okay, well, this is completely different. But it's definitely definitely a good game, um, and it is worth the little bit of extra money you're going to be paying for it. Oh yeah. Do you have any? Uh, other games you you would recommend Ninja Turtle games? I know we kind of were talking about it earlier, but just throwing it out mm-hmm. if anything comes to mind. Um, Ninja Turtle games? Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. I mean, like like I said, I was saying before. I mean, I I really liked the first game on the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it's it's hard to recommend a Eternals game. So I think everybody's pretty much for the most part. Yeah, there like, everyone like knows the, the ones popular that, ones. Yeah. So Yeah, there 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 are there there are a few that I want to play that are like we're on PC. Um Really? That that were different like uh the Manhattan um missions. Um I believe it was on um I'm not sure about Commodore 64 but I, th- I think IBM um but yeah, it was the Manhattan Mission. It's a completely different game. It's not a port of anything else. Really? Um, How does it play? Yeah. Is it a beat 'em up or a platformer? <laughs> uh, from well, all I know is from screenshots from the back of the game. I actually yeah. saw it at Retropalooza. Somebody had it um, and wouldn't sell it to me because somebody had given it to him. Actually, it's okay, Chief. But I was in there looking <laughs> at this thing and seeing the back of it, and, and it looks like the, from the screenshots, it looks like it may be like a side-scrolling platformer type game. Oh. Uh, but it's but it's not. It's nothing like the the NES one. Right, uh, right. But yeah, uh, Manhattan Missions. Uh, so if you want to look up some gameplay or, or something like that. But yeah, I, 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 wanted, I definitely want to try to play that at some point. Cool. Well, there you go. And that is it for the July CC Portable Game of the Month. So quickly, let's run through what we got coming up because we got a good slate of games ahead of us. So... Um, we're already well into August, which means we are playing our dealer's choice winner, and that is Elite Beat Agents on the Nintendo DS. I threw it out to you guys um, to submit some games. I picked a random winner, and that game, uh, or that person rather, is uh, Five Game Suicide. And you guys voted on his choices, and Elite Beat Agents won out. So I hope you guys are having fun playing that. Have you played Elite Beat Agents, Billy? I have not. Well, neither have I because I don't own the game yet. I'm hoping to find it <laughs> at Game On Expo this weekend because I cannot find it for the life of me around here. Uh, well, definitely a good place to 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 well spend too much money. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got a few things on my on my list. Too. Actually, mostly Atari ST. I need to find some Atari ST stuff at Game On. There you but, go. There yeah. You go. Uh, so, but it seems like everybody's having fun. Um, people are chatting on the forums get on that discord too if you guys are on the discord and uh, talk about the game uh looks like this one's going to go over pretty well and then moving into september which is chris r month so chris r i forgot to include in the dealer's choice drawing and so i just gave him a month of his own and he gave us some games to vote on we voted on mega man for the game boy gargoyles quest for the game boy final fantasy adventure for the game boy and Final Fantasy Legend for the Game Boy, and you guys picked Gargoyles Quest, and I couldn't be happier. I cannot wait to play this game. I've never played it, and I hear nothing but great things. Have you played Gargoyles Quest? Yeah, you're in for a treat. It's one of the better uh, Game Boy games. Yeah. I am yeah. I'm so pumped. I've had it in my collection forever, and it's, it's just one of those games that I needed a reason to play it, and I finally got it. So I'm excited for some, September to roll around. There you go. That's it's good stuff. And then uh, in October, um, the poll is already up right now. And by the time this podcast is released, I'm sure it will be done. So I hope you guys got your vote in. But we had a really fun poll this month. Uh, since this is the second year of Cartridge Club Portable, I thought it was only fitting that we do spooky sequels slash spinoffs. So uh, we had four games to vote on and they were luigi's mansion dark moon kid dracula ghostbusters 2 on the game boy and resident evil gaiden 
So I believe as of this recording, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is winning in the polls with Resident Evil Gaiden uh, chomping at its tails. That's not a saying. But anyway, it's close behind. Uh, who knows? You guys, you guys, you guys need to play Ghostbusters 2 on the Game Boy. That's a good game. I'll be honest. That's the one I wanted to win. Um, yeah, and, it's, and it's, I think it's, it's in just... third right now. Yeah, it's it's like the the Hal Laboratories uh, yep. NES one um, uh, from from the Power Regions. Yep. It's good. It's so good, and I've only played a little bit of it. I, I want a reason to continue playing it, but I don't think it's gonna win. But that's okay. I can play it in my own time. But uh, again, that's what's coming up in October. Uh, check the Twitter, which is at CC Portable Unite, to find out what won. And since I've already started plugs, let's get into that. So you can check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org and please share your experiences alongside us. As always, you can find me on Twitter at CC Portable Unite. You can let me know what games you want to play or if you want to be a special guest like Billy here. And speaking of you, Billy, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the YouTubes. Uh, Billy the Chode, the Game Chasers, either one, both of them, if you want. Yeah, there you check go. it out. Lots of stuff, lots of content between Game Chasers, the music videos, the stuff people sent us, uh, the Toy Chasers. I mean, the list goes on and on. You guys are just a freaking studio unto itself. So um, best of luck with all, all your future uh, I, endeavors. You guys are killing it right now. I, pre- I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's just doing that YouTube game, trying to trying to get a – Get ahead of the game, but sometimes uh, YouTube likes to kick you, kick you down a little bit. But you know, we're trying our best, so, so I appreciate it. Well, again, thank you for being here, Billy. I really appreciate it. Um, well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Now, usually at the end, I know you don't have it in front of you, so I'm gonna have to give you a little, little secret. But we usually end the podcast with the guest saying "CC Unite." So. I'm going to just throw it to you and let you go. Billy, thanks for being here. CC Unite. Nailed it. Young man. Levels, blah 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 blah. Give me something. Say anything. Uh, balls, 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 balls. Balls levels are balls. good. <laughs>